Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with William Morris, a co-founder and the technology innovation advisor at IP Toolworks, which is a software platform that helps attorneys respond to rejections from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Hi, William. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Ari? I'm doing great. Thanks so much. So tell us about your background and the genesis of IP Toolworks. It starts with my work as a computer programmer. I really think that that's something that is kind of in my nature. I went to college to study computer science. I write games as a hobby. And as an attorney, it's not a very automated profession. There's a lot of manual work. And I felt there's got to be a better way. And I connected my history as a computer programmer with what I learned as a lawyer and the, some of the problems that I saw. And IP Toolworks really came about as a company to bring into reality some of those ideas that I had, some of those programs, and some of the issues that I had had negotiating with patent examiners trying to get patents for my clients. So it's a combination of my uh, background as well as then what I've learned as an attorney and some of the problems that I've seen in my practice. How does IP Toolworks give users access to previously inaccessible public data? It's an interesting situation. So patents are, I mean, they're public documents, right? Once you get a patent, it's good against everyone. And I could go to the patent office website right now and type in the number of any patent and sort of see a history of the negotiations between the patentee when they were still applying for it and then the patent examiner when they say, you know, yes, no, or, or we have to change this a little bit. The problem is you have to type in the number of the patent, right? You can't say like a Google search, oh, I would like this subject matter or I'm going to do this kind of text. And so even though you can get all of this stuff in theory, in practice, it's basically inaccessible. And IP Toolworks, what we've done with our ArguMiner software is we've taken this, again, it's public data. I could get this online anytime I want to, but we have put this into a form that makes it so that people, when they need that information, they want to see, hey, what has happened previously on other patents that might be relevant to me? They can actually access it and find it so that what used to be just this unindexed blob of PDFs that you'd access by a number are now something that you can find and make meaningful use of. And I think that's really a big value proposition. How are companies using technology to change the way they negotiate to obtain patents? I've seen there's two things that I think one is technology is being used to sort of streamline administrative processes. So for example, I mentioned that I could go to the patent office website and I could access sort of these negotiations. Well, previously, you wouldn't go to the patent office website. You would have to order what's called a physical file wrapper. I mean, it would come in paper and it would be very bulky. Similarly, when I'm filing a document with the patent office, like say I've gotten an application rejected and I'm responding to that rejection, you'd print it out, you'd sign it, you'd send it in. There'd be a, a postcard that indicates the patent office received it you'd send it, you'd get something back a few months later. Now, everything is electronic. You send it in and you can see, you can check that it went in using this uh, application information retrieval system. 
So it's much faster and the administrative work has been really by technology. I've also seen internal workflows. So people, they'll use document management systems, knowledge management systems in order to organize and standardize what they're doing internally. And I think really a lot of what I've seen has been efficiency plays and internal knowledge plays. What I'm trying to do a lot with IP Toolworks is to expand that beyond sort of the four corners of an institution. So for instance, a law firm might say, okay, these are the arguments we've used. These are the templates we've used that have had success when we are responding to rejections at the patent office. But you know, what everyone else has done, right? It's all public information. And so what IP Toolworks is trying to do is bring that public information. So you're not just limited to whatever you have in your organization, but you have sort of the broad spectrum of what everyone has been doing. So we're not just increasing your administrative and internal efficiencies, which I think a lot of companies have been doing, but it's really expanding it to also increase your knowledge base and the available expertise and efficiency. How do you balance your law practice with your role at IP Toolworks? Well, I don't get as much sleep as I might like, but realistically, it's not part of balance as you might imagine. So I am a practicing patent attorney. I prosecute patents before the US Patent and Trademark Office, but IP Toolworks, really, it grew out of my experience as a patent attorney, right? Seeing things that could be done better, problems that I was having where I felt you know, there should be a technical solution. And so really the work that I do as a patent attorney feeds into my role at IP Toolworks because when I see something as a patent attorney, it can suggest, hey, here's how we can improve our technology platform. Or as I'm using the platform in my own practice, I can say, hey, here's the way this could be improved. So there's really a lot of synergy between being a patent attorney and my role at IP Toolworks. And so in addition to I guess, not getting as much uh, as sleep as I might like. It's also sort of being aware of the fact that I do have the ability to say, hey, here's a problem, and I can implement that technical solution to it. And they really dovetail quite well for that reason. What makes the patent examiner interview so important? Interviews are really, really critical. So you remember when I told you that back before everything became uh, sent in over the internet and automated, you know, you'd send in these paper documents that respond to rejection, you'd hear back in you know a few months. Well, right now you still do that, right? You will send in, it's just on a PDF, right? You do it electronically rather than in a physical paper document. But still, if you're relying purely on the written record, what happens is you get a rejection, you send something in a couple of months later, maybe you get something back, maybe you send something in, it's really slow. Whereas if I'm doing an interview, for instance, I can say, hey, examiner, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Is this a good way of doing things? And you can have that back and forth so much faster, right? So if I'm doing something where I get a rejection, respond, get something back a few months later, that's a month to two months every time I go back and forth. Whereas in an interview, you can have a very natural discussion with someone, say, I'm thinking this, they say they're thinking that. You make a proposal, they make a proposal. It really cuts the time down and it's a lot, I think, clearer. So if you've uh, ever been in a situation where you send email chains back and forth, you know, sometimes 
people may not read all of a very long email or they do, but they don't get all of it. Whereas in a conversation, you can really home in on the critical features and have a much more efficient and effective communication. So I think interviews present a really good opportunity to supplement the traditional written interactions that you have when you're trying to negotiate with the patent office. What are some best practices to prepare for them? I mean, when you're in writing, the law is the law, but examiners are examiners. They're people. And one examiner may have different preferences. They may like different things. And I've found for an interview being very, very prepared in terms of, I want to know exactly what I'm going to say so that whatever that examiner does, if there's some unexpected thing, I'll know, okay, if they like this, great. If they don't like it, here's my fallback. If they don't like that, here's my fallback. Here's kind of what I think they're going to say, and here's how I'm going to respond to that. I also find from my practice that it's very helpful. So I will use the ArguMiner software to look up, hey, what has this examiner done in the past? What do they like? What do they not like? And I'll try and kind of target my arguments to what I've seen that that particular examiner does. So if I know them, obviously we've got some rapport, we have a history. If I don't know them, I'll see, hey, what have other people done? What's worked? What can I maybe adapt for my case? But really getting as much information as you can is I think really, really critical because the examiners, the law, again, the law is the law, but examiners are examiners and they can react unexpectedly. And if you have as much information as possible, you can have the best preparation and know how to get the best result for your client, essentially, regardless of how they react. So I think that preparation, getting as much intelligence as you can, is really important for preparing for an interview. How is your software helping junior lawyers enhance their experience? So let me tell you some of my experience as a junior lawyer. When I was being trained, and I think this is still the case, it's almost like an apprenticeship process where a senior lawyer will say, look, we've got this task. Can you please help respond to this? Or can you write a draft response to this office action? And you've just come out of law school. You probably don't really have much, if any, practical experience, or maybe you do, but certainly not to the level of the senior attorney. And you write something and you send it to them and they say, you know what? This is no good. Or this is, but it just goes back and it's really hard because you don't know what they're expecting. You don't really know how to do it. You know the law, but in terms of that practical application, it's just a difficult process. And there's a lot of frustration where you send something in and they say, no, this is not the way we do things in the real world. This might work in a law school class, but it doesn't work sort of when we're actually negotiating for our clients. And the ArguMiner software, it shows and it provides examples of those real world negotiations, right? So if I am a junior attorney, and I've maybe been practicing for a year, and I see something that I'm not familiar with, right? Because I haven't been practicing. I don't have that broad breadth of expertise. I can say, what have other people done when they've seen this thing? And that can give me a real leg up trying to prepare that response for my more senior attorney who I'm working with, rather guess and come up with it myself from first principles. And that's good, both from frustration, but also so a lot of the time that I, as a junior attorney, spend, say, going down a rabbit trail because I don't know, because I'm not experienced, that's going to get written off. And most institutions are going to track you know, what the write-offs are. And that's not good for you, and it's not good for the senior attorney. So it really helps avoid some of the frustration, and it really helps you with your numbers, which, again, makes just life so much easier, especially when you're starting out. 
How do you see patent practice evolving? I can see a couple of paths. One thing that I see is there is a big pressure for more efficiency, more standardization, things like flat billing where they'll say, okay, you know, this is how much we've allocated for each round of negotiation, for example. And I see a lot of just really trying to squeeze out as much efficiency as possible from this negotiation process. On the other side of it, I see a lot of increased difficulty and increased unpredictability in the negotiation because the law is very dynamic, right? And that's partially because we've got new administrations, people are paying more attention to patent law because technology is becoming more front and center with our lives, but also because the technology itself is changing a lot. So for instance, artificial intelligence, as that's being applied to more and more areas, people are saying, wow, technology is really impacting us in a way that it might not have before. Because if I have a car, for example, which I do, and the car has a better engine, I'm still driving the car about the same way. But if I'm writing an email and I now have an artificial intelligence in the background kind of helping me draft, that's a fundamentally different experience. And I think as we see those different experiences, there's going to be more inventions and people are going to think that patents and intellectual property should respond in a different way. And because of these two trends of increasing pressure for efficiency and increasing unpredictability, I think you're going to see a lot of just modifications in the way people do things. And that's going to be either in preparing just as much administrative kind of automation as you possibly can, which is one of the things that I talked about earlier. But I think it's also in increased knowledge and increased technical support, things like the ArguMiner software, where someone who is facing a new situation, but they're also facing tremendous efficiency pressures, can pull from existing knowledge rather than having to reinvent the wheel and running up against some kind of a limit that's been pressed on them by their client or by just business realities if we're talking about an in-house situation. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with William Morris, a co-founder and the technology innovation advisor at IP Toolworks, which is a software platform that helps attorneys respond to rejections from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. William, thanks so very much. Thank you, Ari. I appreciate the time. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.